Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Are we and we are coming tonight? to you still, still from the existential hellscape that is 2020. Yeah. Um, and we're happy to be with you again, finally. So uh, it's look, guys, I know I was looking back and going, gosh, it, it wasn't that long ago that we did the stuff with the Scary Movie Podcast and we got to talk to Tara and stuff. And I look back yeah. and that's like four months ago. Dude, um, are you fucking serious? I, I think it's like three months ago. But yeah, it's it's good. Uh, yeah, they've, they've done like 15 episodes since we did that one, which was three episodes ago. Um, so oh good for them gotta, and their ability gotta, to stay the course. No, no, no. I'm going to take it as the criticism of us. We got to be better, man. We got to, we owe it to you. God. What the hell else are we doing? That's my I'm thing. Trying to that's survive. My, I, don't I know, know that's, that's what it is. It's, 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 we, we have less to do than we ever had to do before. And yet it seems like more. And I'm sure that those of you listening, um, there are many of you who feel that way. I'm sure there are th- those of yeah. you going, what the fuck are you talking about? We're going out for 45 hours a week working at the grocery store. Cause everybody else fucking quit. Um, <laughs> and God bless you guys. Um, and uh. I, I, I yeah. am I am I am both sad and not sorry that I don't work at a hospital anymore. Um, I'm sad because I wish I could help out, but I'm you know it's the last place in the world I'd want to be, and where most of us would want to be. And God bless those of you who are still there, yes. um, and my friends who are still there, and the people I know who are listeners are still there. Uh, we're very appreciative. Um, we're here Definitely. to talk about so much stuff. We can we barely have time, barely have time to to even sit and chat. Um, there is what a world we live in, and I and I have to put this out there. I was I was getting all excited about this, where where I realized that this we're recording this as of right now i'm gonna try and get this out tomorrow which will be october 29th 2020 which is a thursday which means two days from now one day from when this is going out on the 30th the mandalorian comes back oh the does Mandalorian's it com- coming back on friday a whole new season whole new season of mandalorian with rosario dawson as ahsoka tano i cannot believe this is happening like i am i'm beyond <laughs> you, stunned. yeah you've got to be so jazz well what I, mean, I love I'm ahsoka excited, but i know you i know you i mean i'm a huge ahsoka Star ahsoka Wars is- <laughs> Ahsoka is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Um, wow. And I think the reason I like her is the same reason that I, I think is it's Ahsoka and then Luke. Um, and the reason that those two are my favorites are the reason it's the same reason that Wesley is my favorite character in the entire Buffy verse is because he starts one way and by the end he's completely and totally different. Um, and Ahsoka is the same way. And so it's um, it's especially fulfilling because we got to meet her as a 13 year old girl who I hate then by rebels she's a she's a 20 something year old woman and now we get to see her in her 40s um i mean it's just something you don't get right it's something in in fiction you don't get to see that very much that you just get to follow a character and and she's been around now for like like what 16 17 years like ahsoka has been around for a long time maybe less maybe 
like 13. But that's like like that that is such a blessing. I just, and and we could talk all day just about the fact that that's coming back. We could do a completely we're so excited about the Mandalorian episode and we literally have 5 minutes to talk about it. <laughs> like there's no time. And what a like I know 2020 sucks, but what an embarrassment of riches that we get this year. And I know that you and I are not on the same page as far as Lower Decks is concerned. And we're going to talk about the end of Lower Decks briefly as well. But like the fact is is we got three Star Trek series and we're getting, you know, six brand new hours of top-notch Star Wars in a year. 6 hours, which is, you know, the same length as the original trilogy. Yeah. And we're getting it all. We're getting it all. And there was a time where like the best you could get was Clone Wars, which ended up being good, but for a while was kind of shitty. And 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 Star Trek was just like nothing. It was gone for 10 years. And now suddenly when we started the show, it was like it was like we couldn't believe a movie, two whole hours of new Star Trek. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. It's the best because it exists. Um <laughs> it's the best because it's something we haven't seen yet and it's i know star trek and now like it's it's if there is one salve for us it feels like that this is the one thing that we get because we don't get marvel right marvel is is i've never seen marvel as dead as marvel is right now um you know which has given me a chance to binge all the other superhero shows i meant to get to like the boys the umbrella academy all of it's great i haven't done doom patrol yet but i've heard it's good um, but like the the absence of Marvel, the absence of my three Marvel movies a year. You know, a- Agents of Shield ended wonderfully, by the way. For those of you who haven't seen it, um, oh no, it, I haven't. So is that the season that's coming to Netflix? Because I think I I missed. It I think it's already the- on Netflix. I, it must have already landed, but it's it's great. I'll have to check it but, out. It's is it yeah, technically the, called season seven? I don't know which one. It's you know what? It's you knew this by watching the end of the last season. It's the time travel season. So if you're like if you're if you're watching, you're like, oh, they're hopping around like Quantum Leap. That's that's the season. Um, but it's so good, and the final episode is so satisfying. Um, so and it is a lovely tons- little satisfying and wrapped up in a bow and everything. Yeah, good. There, there's tons of Marvel news that we could be talking about. I mean, I've I've unbelievable amounts of Marvel news that we could be talking about. The one I read today, I'll just tell you what I read today off the top of my head. I'm not even reading it off of here. I think it was on Cosmic Book News, which is a terrible website, and 90% of the time they're wrong. Um, but then they referenced other websites that said it too, that evidently one of the things they're thinking of doing in um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which they're back to shooting, is uh, is they are they've already you know it's it's a poorly guarded secret that the new Spider-Man movie they're trying to do is going to have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker as well. Yes, sure. um, and that the multiverse gets split and and and, and evidently Jamie Fox is coming back as Electro, which I think is a terrible idea because he was the worst thing about that movie. Um, but like that is that is why you have J. Jonah Jameson from the other one at the end of the last movie what they're actually stinging to you is is the multiverse is collapsing upon itself after thanos is the idea um and so so i heard a lot about that well now i've heard about uh about um the multiverse of madness that they go into the multiverse and they find the other avengers and when when he finds the avengers it's tony stark is is now this is just a rumor but i it's i've heard it from multiple sources now tony stark is going to be played by tom cruise captain what? america is going to be played by john krasinski and on that team of, of 
Avengers will be Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. What? And 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 so so yeah, so so what happens is that is that he goes into the multiverse and he finds the Avengers, but you know, the other Avengers. And and that is also where you get the other Spider-Man all into it too. So it's you know, it's folding it all in upon itself. Huh. And I'm like I'm like just take my money. Just take my I love this idea. <laughs> Especially as funny as Marvel. Did you ever Marvel's- watch the like I told you did you ever watch like just find like a YouTube because uh, people do this all the time just like all the cutscenes from uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Tell, like, I did oh did you yeah I've, I, I watched well, I, I've watched a bunch of them I watched the friendships which are wonderful Um, and I've been watching all these celebrity cutscenes from Mortal Kombat like Robocop and Terminator and and like and all those too and all the, like the, like the, these videos are like 20 minutes long and they're just satisfying I just sit there and watch them Um, cool, so yeah I've, I've gone through anyway um, right up your alley but, my friend so so that is that is the Marvel Comics news that I keep getting right now is like the idea that 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 and you know it's going to be a short scene right they don't get Tom Cruise for the whole movie right it's just going to be like he shows up and they're on Stark Tower and you know Iron Man takes off his mask and it's Tom Cruise <laughs> and then Captain America takes off his mask and it's John Krasinski and then all of a sudden hey bub and it's Hugh Jackman and it's wonderful it's just a wonderful <laughs> wonderful idea so so uh uh not to be outdone not to be outdone DC just this week has announced you know you know HBO has their new Disney Plus thing right it's called HBO Max um and it has been from what i understand a clusterfuck that has yeah. just been just not great the first major release that that we talked about over on totally super talked about here a little bit too is they're releasing the Snyder cut of Justice League it's the first thing that they're doing on HBO Max um it's the first like major HBO Max release and they're spending 30 million dollars of new shoots to get rid of everything that Joss Whedon did in that movie and wow and and make it back to Zack Snyder's original vision um and from what i understand everybody is coming back to reshoot stuff even stuff even people who weren't in it like um like Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor has new scenes that are going to be in it that are they're shooting right now they're in the process of shooting right now and Joe Mantegliano as uh as Deadshot also new scenes that they're shooting right now for that so that's that's the first thing that they're doing um and we know that like people hated Justice League so it's good that that Zack Snyder is able to complete his vision so it's good like his other movies you know Batman v Superman and Sucker Punch um which were both awful (laughs) Sucker Punch is is amazingly wonderful eye candy and also bad and also really bad all of his movies are eye candy the only one that has the balance that I really like is Watchmen I thought Watchmen yeah Watchmen was really yeah was spot balances the eye candy his best movie is in my opinion is the remake of Dawn of the Dead um with Matt Frewer that came out like just before Justice League it's really good it's better than the original it's really it's really genuine that's a hell of a statement it's watch it it's really genuinely great and then he turned around and made Watchmen where he essentially used the comic as an opportunity to the the comic as a storyboard for the movie which worked really well it did I mean that that, definitely I remember I I hadn't read the the comic at all and I got the compilation we were together we watched Watchmen together but I I got got the compilation and I was like this is I think there was one slight thing that was different at the end or something like that like but it was instead of the big giant squid a 
Um, oh, have you seen Watchmen on HBO? Have you seen the series? Uh, no, I don't have it. It's too expensive, man. HBO is too expensive. I did finally um, buy, but I've not started to watch yet. Uh, but they have like a, a really good bundle deal on uh, on Voodoo. So I bought Game of Thrones. Um, Ooh, so you're so starting I should it? be able to actually watch that. <laughs> oh, cool. Here's what you need to do. Here's here's what you need to do because I'm, I'm going to entice you to get HBO, but I think what you're going to have to do is wait until like April and get it for like a month. Yeah, that's the thing. Nothing, yeah, like you have to watch nothing but it because it's just it's so pricey yeah it is pricey. it's the priciest of them and it has the least amount of really good content like if i'm going to spend on hbo or i'm going to spend on disney plus there's no question like it's yeah one has one has everything i want to watch and one is hbo um so <laughs> <laughs> and i actually and i even actually spent the extra money on disney plus to see mulan early yeah and i didn't even feel bad about it like i really enjoyed it um so so they're doing the 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 justice league and i do want to see it like as a it's it's only ever once in my life can I think of another time this happened, and that's an Exorcist four. And I talked about this over on Totally Super, where Exorcist four, uh, you had the original director of Exorcist four uh, turned in the movie, and the studio hated it, like didn't like it, and so they hired Rennie Harlan to come in and reshoot seventy five percent of the movie. Wow! And it's a Rennie Harlan film, and the audiences hated it, so they released like six months later, the original cut in theaters of Exorcist 4. So there's Exorcist 4, the beginning, and Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist. And if you watch them back to back, you will see 25% of the same movie. Huh. And the rest surrounding that 20, because it's not all at once. It's like that 25% right. is scattered through the movie. Sure. But the other stuff surrounding it is totally different. Most of the movie is different, except 25% of it's the same. And that's what we're going to get with Justice League, which is really interesting, but that's not what I'm talking to you about today. What I'm talking to you about today that's going to blow your socks off. You're going to get HBO when you hear about this. Um, so uh, so there's the Flash movie coming back and they've been talking about the Flash movie and stuff. And we thought this was all about the Flash movie. Turns out uh, HBO is going to do a DC Universe series called, ready? Sitting down? I don't know how much, or you were into animation back in the 90s and early 2000s, right? Always. Yeah, called Batman Beyond. Really? Remember Batman Beyond? I remember watching Batman. Alright, so it was a spinoff of Batman the Animated Series that took place in the future, like in the future. And Bruce Wayne's an old man in a wheelchair and he's training a new kid named Terry McGinnis um, or McGillis I think but Terry is is like a college kid that has stumbled upon what Bruce Wayne had and, and is this on Disney control. Plus because I need to watch this that I did not ever like I I love I definitely I watched the animated series might, it might be it might it. be on Netflix because it's it's it might be on Netflix so look around for it and but it's it is it is so much part of the animated series that at one point the the, the Joker is dead in this but at one point they reanimate the joker and it's a movie it's batman beyond the return of the joker and it's the same joker it's the same it's mark hamill it's the same joker it's always That's been and awesome. kevin conroy kevin conroy is the voice of, of bruce wayne in the series and it is legitimately a great great sort of cyberpunk batman series with old what? bruce wayne as like obi-wan kenobi it oh, is awesome cool. hbo is making a live action version of this sh of this show huh. with michael keaton as bruce wayne <gasps> yes <laughs> Love how I buried the lead there. Right? Way Love to bury the lead. <laughs> Michael Totes. Keaton like, as uh, Bruce You should have led with that shit, yo. Wait, wait. So Michael this Keaton is Michael back? Keaton as Give it Bruce to Wayne. Me. Wait, I'm not done. This is Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne reprising his role from the movie that's not done yet, The Flash. Yes, that's right. Michael Keaton will be playing Bruce Wayne as Batman in The Flash because The Flash is going to go into the multiverse, um, which is not new. They they just did that on The Flash TV show. It's called Crisis. Um, and so they, they just 
just had the Flash going in the multiverse in the show to the point where Robert Wool is in. I told you about Crisis when it came out, right? How like how like they had like Smallville was part of it. And they pulled mm-hmm. in Brandon Routh. You told me Routh. how amazing it's, it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it ended up being not as good as it could be. The first three episodes were great. Um, but in that show, and I think I mentioned this, in that show, um, Grant Gustin breaks through to another universe. And who does he run into but Ezra Miller from Justice League in his Flash costume from Justice League. And they have a conversation. They're like, you're Barry Allen? No, I'm Barry Allen. And they ha- there's a scene with the two of them. I couldn't believe they did that. Well, now, huh. fr- from what I understand, Grant Gustin will also be camo- cameoing in the Flash movie. And then the Flash starts breaking through the... It's going to be what happened in that Flash TV show now makes Ezra Miller aware of the fact that he can break through realities as he starts breaking through realities. And he needs the help of the Batman. So Ben Affleck has signed on to be Batman again after quitting. Ben Affleck is going to be Batman in that movie along with Michael Keaton in the same movie together. You're going to have Michael Keaton and Mm. Ben Affleck as Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer is coming back as Catwoman for this movie. What? What? Is that legit? Are you saying that would be great? This is is out of control henry cavill cavill has said he's coming back no stop Superman. stop full and stop stop talking i know back up rewind <laughs> yep did you did you mean wouldn't it be great if or you're telling me in this actuality the best in actuality, of all is time is, is gonna nope. be nope no 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 they're, they're doing better now what's amazing to me first of all i think affleck was astounding as batman especially in batman v superman he was the best thing about that movie he uh. wasn't as good in justice league but he, he was you know remember all the the hard time we gave him it's in the trek off movie where we were like batfleck this is yeah no Oh, he's definitely he definitely delivered better than I thought he would. I still yeah. wouldn't go as far as to say he's like on, on any top list. Oh, he, all right, so he's the second best. Who's better? No, who's better? Who's better? Yes, Adam West. No, Christian Bale is definitely better. No, Christian question. Bale is a better actor, but he's not a better, a better Batman. Batman. Uh, yes, he is. He's a better Batman, yeah. as is Michael Keaton. Sorry, he's the perfect like, Batman for the universe that he's in, but he doesn't in any way resemble the Batman from the comics at all. Um, whereas. I felt like Affleck, you know, really did. In any case, in any case, they're doing that. I have heard now. This, you know, this is so for really Michelle Pfeiffer. Really, is going to be Calvin. What? I'm not done. I have heard. No, I just I need to know that's true because if it's not true, and you just hope, and I believe that it's true. I'm gonna be so heartbroken. Like I, me too. Me too. No, no, no. Well, she was my favorite thing, and also for a while she was my favorite thing. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like we, it was so interesting because I know they're coming out with like new Catwoman stuff, and um, I think that it's gonna be played by Lenny Kravitz's daughter, Zoe Kravitz. Is that her name? Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's um, uh, she's in Thor from the Thor movies. Yeah, no, I I like her just fine. Don't get me wrong, but um, do you watch Lucifer at all? No. Oh, uh, okay. You would a. I think you would like it, but B, um, there is uh, his like devil, his like right hand devil, you know, uh, demon, uh, Mazakine, uh, and she is like she's got. I'm she is so hot, dude. I can't even stand it. Is it Zoe Kravitz? Sometimes. No, it is not. And I saw there's an episode in the like in this last. Well, it's not going to be the last season. It was going to be the last season. But then they were like, "Nah, what are we doing? This is really good. Keep making more." And I was like, "Yeah." Um, they did a flashback sequence. Of uh, uh, with her basically all done up like in it was and the whole episode shot like in black and white. Spoiler alert! Like it's a really cool episode. Um, and she's like a songstress, and so she's all done up in and like she sings this song, and I can't remember what it, oh uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's a very Catwomany uh, message of a song, and she's got like these like fangs, and she's got uh-huh. like this little scar. Like look up her picture at least. She right. is 
Maze, and she plays, and as Mazikeen, when they just call her Maze, she is incredibly badass. Like, All right. over the top badass, and, but also shows vulnerable. Like, she's got the range. You I wanted think her she, to be Catwoman. Yeah, I was like, she would be the perfect. Catwoman. I was like, I like Zoe Kravitz, but she would be, she would be better. Like, I'm gonna give Zoe a chance, but I'm like, I don't know who made this call, but she screams Catwoman, particularly like in that scene. I was like, oh well, my I'm gonna, god. I, I'm gonna jump back to the Justice League movie for one minute, but I do want to talk about the the Crisis. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Most of the legends weren't part of Crisis, but in an episode of Legends of Tomorrow, um, John, Con- you know who John Constantine is, right? Yes. Yeah. So John Constantine, who's part of the legends, he had his own show, Constantine, right? And then. He, Which is a good show, man. It was such a shame. And, well, it's not really a shame because he he, he still continues. Sure, I mean that 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 show didn't continue. It's a shame, but it did though, sort of, because he's on Legends of Tomorrow, and this last season tied up all the loose ends from the end of Constantine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, it's the same guy, same guy, and it, it huh. tied up all like like the like like the the little girl from the show grew up, and she's now the bad. She was the bad guy for the last season of Legends. I, I mean, I um, am nowhere. Near, I I stopped watching. It, it, I haven't finished. In any case, at one point, John Constantine has to go into hell. And when he goes into hell, Lucifer is there. Like Lucifer. Nice. Like, like your Lucifer. My Lucifer? Like they, like they Luc- play the- Like they, from the show. They, look, look it up on YouTube. It's Look up Legends of Tomorrow Lucifer. They play the- they <gasps> My play Lucy? The, the, they play, the, they play the, the theme. They play the theme from the show starts playing. Ah! And he opens the door. And it's, Const- it's, it's Constantine talking to Lucifer on Legends of Tomorrow. You should really see- You would love Legends of Tomorrow. Legend of Tomorrow is- you. you kind of don't need to watch most of the rest of the Arrowverse because Legends of Tomorrow is just so ridiculously fun on its own. Like it's just sort of, it's its own really bizarre show. You should check. Anyway, I digress. Back to the Flash movie. I have heard that they are reaching out to Christian Bale to reprise his role as Batman. Dude, that would be awesome. So so you have Affleck, Keaton, and Bale showing up as Batman with a couple of Flashes in there and Catwoman. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, the Michelle Fiverr's Catwoman, I mean. Well, what I hope that means is that on the Batman Beyond show if there is a Batman Beyond show I hope that she's like part of it god man I know I you know, Catwoman be... was not part of the animated show, but you don't need to follow it religiously. No, so, like it, and I'm like all, it, it... G- give me some Michelle, man. Give it to me. I want yeah, it. If you're saying that it's in the original Batman 89 universe, then go for it, man. Do it. I think it'd be great. Yeah, fucking um, commit, yo. So um, so this is this is just the fucking news. We haven't even well, gotten to our topic today. We haven't. And, and and before we do, I have to do this because once we get to the topic, we're going to stay there. I know. Um, okay. You've mentioned in all of this that you've just said, you mentioned a lot of horror um stuff like horror references sure yeah. obviously this is october makes sense i've been watching a ton of horror movies i even got my wife to watch the conjuring which i never thought she would but she did really amazing yeah no she she doesn't go for that stuff and i've convinced her too because we've been watching so much we've seen so much. we watch night watchmen we rewatch nightmare on elm street 2 really worth a rewatch super worth a rewatch <laughs> so this is perfect it was always one it's, of the lessers yes it was agreed. always one of the lesser ones if okay you watch it though what well, one there's a documentary called scream Queen, my, my Nightmare on Elm Street, which is, tells the story of Mark Patton, who is the lead of that, who now has been, who we're, we're Facebook friends, and we actually have chatted about politics and stuff. He's a cool, cool ass dude. Um, but when you rewatch the movie and you understand that the, it doesn't have gay undertones, it has Nightmare on Elm Street overtones, uh, undertones, and it's very in the very gay movie that it is. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean that 
doesn't even bother me necessarily. Well, it uh, doesn't bother. No, it doesn't bother me. But it's 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 so after after watching the documentary, um, which is all about that. It's called it's called Scream, comma Queen because Mark Patton was gay and he was gay when he was making it. And 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 so he was a he, he oh was, was he scream, always gay then? Queen. He didn't yeah, get it. Get it. Scream Queen. Get it. That's yeah, because he's no, a queen. I, yeah. So I do. I that's get it. that's the that's so so watching that and watching what was going on with the show. You once you really know it and you rewatch it, things like his door has a big sign that says no chicks allowed and there's so much snake in imagery and leather imagery and and just line after line after line after line where you realize the movie's a coming out story and then you realize as you're watching it that if you take away the nightmare on elm street stuff clue Gulliger, um who's the dad and hope lang who is the who's the mom and mark Patton are in different movie that is better than a movie called nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge they're in <laughs> this family drama that that is not quite good enough for like cinemas at the time but would be like an Emmy war- a- Emmy winning movie of the week like they are in they are in a very huh. dramatic they're, they're taking it absolutely this bizarre Clue Gulliger is being kind of goofy in it that's fun too but it's the, the, the family drama that is playing out there is like nothing I've seen in any of the other Elm Street movies they're in a completely different movie that Freddie happens to show up in and it's it's once you watch from that point of view it's a really satisfying watch actually by the end I was, it makes Curious. the horror that happens at the end kind of more horrific um uh. once but like sort of like freddie has dropped into what was this very dramatic drama and just murders everybody and that's upsetting it's a little bit like you know? from dusk till dawn like when that movie starts it's sort not of, like the last 20 minutes that all of a sudden it's like vampires and it's a horror movie but from dusk like, till dawn what just gets happened? fun and campy from from dusk till dawn gets sure. fun and campy this one mark N- never but it's not prior to that dude i'm telling yeah. you prior oh, no, to I that know. it's it two different movies it's, it was written the, the movies the, the the way they did that is tarantino wrote the first half of the movie and then handed it off to rodriguez who wrote the second half like the the change in the change in this in the movie is a deliberate ha- physical handing off of the typewriter that makes so that's much why the movie's so different um, yeah but, but but this one doesn't hand off the typewriter it keeps the drama and it is it is i was so satisfied by my watching of it i was i was really surprised i was watching it almost kind of like well i told mark i would and I was watching it and we were getting through we're like this is is this is this good is it is this actually kind of good like did I miss and, the point when I watched this the first yeah, time um, like there's um, certain certainly movies I think where that's true where and I, I don't know how much of it is sense memory because it was my first rated R horror movie it's my first Nightmare on Elm Street movie was Nightmare on Elm Street 2 so really I, the, yeah it's the first real like horror movie I ever saw outside of like Poker that's Dice so crazy I mean I mean because I know you're a, t- a teensy bit older than me and my I, I saw the first one well it came out in 85 <laughs> so i was i was like nine so yeah i mean obviously kind of i don't went from there so <laughs> I, so in any case i i totally interrupted your thought you brought up horror movies to make a point but and i'd love that you have gotten onto freddie like so you may already you probably already know about this like you know i'm not really in like i youtube is generally a like a hole that sucks you in and and then i don't always like i'm not saying there's nothing of value there there totally is um sometimes it's I, nice to be sucked sometimes but you know if it's it just def- constantly and constantly constantly sucks it just chafes after a bit right right um so i recently came across maybe because my my, uh my sister is very into horror uh as well and she's the one i watched horror movies with growing up and i came across uh a musical group i had never heard of before um uh well it was it was so it was a music video is it the backstreet thing yes oh my gosh it's so good 
have so you have seen the Merkins? <laughs> oh my gosh, a hundred times. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I, I was like, if he hasn't seen it, this, the first time he I has saw to it. see it right now. And I just I binged it. I went from um that, and then I think I watched uh I'll Kill You That Way, and then oh. like their dedication to um particularly with the the Backstreet Boy stuff uh, to maintaining the uh the like if you guys haven't know if you don't know what we're talking about it's the Merkins. It's on YouTube. Look that shit up. It's absolutely worth it. Don't uh, Google Merkin because you'll be both mortified and and laughing. No, 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 no. Go to YouTube and look for the Merkins channel the Merkins. or or Backstreet you, you Boys know, you, parody. You know what a Merkin slash, is, right? You know what Slash Street Boys. You could actually just if you search Street Boys, yeah, Slash up, Street Boys, slash Street you'll Boy. find it. Do, um, you are familiar with the term Merkin means, correct? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Of course. Oh, I know good. What a allow is. allow me to tell you. Allow me no, to tell you. No, I know what a Merkin is, doofus. <laughs> I'm wearing one now. No, you're no not. Uh, well, I, but it would be really funny if you were. Um, <laughs> so, um, so you just need a little extra it's something, a, it's right? Just a, it's just a it's a it's a Merkin with a with a hot dog glued to it. So, Stop. You know, Stop. So I'm Stop. Ready for the photo shoot, but I don't really. <laughs> So anyway, I like I can't across it, and like their dedication, like, like I said, with particularly with the Backstreet Boys to to uh, following the format, uh, style of the video, the dancing, all that stuff, and then I, so I binged it, and then I came across uh, Dreamers Paradise, the Freddie song. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I was like, oh my god, if Justin has not seen this. He needs it in his life this instant because it will make him so happy. It's great. Like, it makes me a little sad, honestly, because it makes me really? go well, just because I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. But then I'm like, why the fuck don't we have another Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to be the, I'm the one to fucking come out and say this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to I'm going to you're going to crucify me for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michael Myers sucks. <gasps> I'm sorry. The movies, some of them are well made. Some of them aren't. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. But Michael Myers, he's a dude in a Shatner mask with a knife. Freddy Krueger turns your nightmares alive and says cool stuff and, and scares you <laughs> psychologically cool and special effects. And you've got interesting characters and, 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 and it's like, and, and it's fun. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's scary. And sometimes it's visually interesting. They always got like auteur directors to come in and like do their own, like weird little take on it. And it's, it's like, it really is. Freddie is awesome. And, and, and Jason. Has and he looks camp- really great when he's playing a guitar. And, and, and <laughs> J- Jason has, Jason has a camp factor to him where he were like, like ah. what's, what's fun about Jason is that Jason like takes the spear and stabs it through six people or like like takes the person in the sleeping bag and beats the other person in the sleeping bag to death with the one person in the sleeping bag. Like, Jason has a wry sense of brutal humor. But fucking Halloween, we get it, man. We get it. The first one, great, fine. It's it's pretty good, right? He There's a guy, he's on the street. It's scary because he might come into your house. That's what's scary about it, right? Because he has no rhyme or reason. In the first one, he's not a brother. He's just like, if he happens to walk by your house and you happen to be home, you're probably going to get killed. The randomness of it is sort of a scary idea, right? Especially for anyone who has to stay at home, right? I, we get it. But like, like 10 fucking movies? 10 movies? Yeah, we get it. He's scary. He's a big guy and he's got a knife and he'll kill you. We get it. Oh, he's coming again. Here he comes. There's nothing <laughs> special. He's His so careless not special. His whisper song is so good, though. The fucking shape. That's what he was called before he's my 
Michael Myers. He was called The Shape. That's what they called him because there's nothing fucking to him. There's nothing special about wow. those movies. I want to know why the fuck after, know. like, I want to know why the fuck after they had their I mean, series... I want to tell you, I, Freddy's of, my favorite too, dude, but damn. Yeah, but after they had their, like, declining, like, like, like four and five and six, and then they had H2O, and I was like, okay, H2O was okay. It was like a Scream ripoff, but I get what they were going for. They're like, Rob Zombie, let's give it to him. He's going to do a gritty one, and then we're going to do another gritty one, and then they're going to go, hey, you know what? Just kidding. We're going to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back again and say none of them existed except the first one, including the other two that she was already in, part two and H2O, and H2O, which already said the others didn't exist, and then we're going to say shit, and you know what? The new Halloween movie was pretty good. I actually kind of liked it. It was kind of fun. It was it was, it was was an okay, it was a throwback slasher, and I was like, cool, but now they're making two more of them? Two more of them? And it's not that I hate Halloween on its own fucking merits. It's fine, but the fact that they keep bringing Michael Myers fucking back, and Freddy's just languishing, like the last new Freddy movie was Freddy versus Jason, which came out on my 27th fucking birthday? Like, that's the last <laughs> one that they made, and yeah, I'm not counting the reboot. Even though Jackie Hurley was Haley was okay, and there's yeah. like like there like 45 minutes of that movie is okay. It had one neat idea, which was the the micro sleep, where like if you're onto it, like the fact that you like like it like the the fact that your computers that can help you that like the the dream world can like snap in and snap out. So like there's some things about it that are okay, but like I'm sorry, it's it's a lot of it's crap and it's not very good. And that, like, like that's it. They're like, oh, we fucked up a reboot. Guess we won't make any more of these. I'm like, fucking everybody about hates sequels, assholes. Yeah, everybody hates Rob Zombie's Halloween too. And they're like, okay, let's just bring it back. And I don't want them to fucking do. I've heard, I keep hearing rumors that they're gonna do like an Elm Street, like like they did Halloween, where they ignore all the sequels and it's just a sequel to one. Fuck that shit. I like the sequels. I like two and three and four and five and. And Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason. Don't just say it doesn't fucking exist. Just move forward. I have your fucking story, New Line. I have your fucking story. You know what it is? It's a whole generation. A whole generation has passed. All of all of you, the Elm Street. You've parents, already told us the story. I know, but like, it's why the fuck? Why the fuck is there? I don't so know much why Michael they don't Lyons? listen to us, man. If I I always say they should listen to us. They should let us just like make movies or whatever. I'll make one. You give me ten million dollars, I'll make the best one you've ever seen. I'll make the best one you've ever seen. I'll do it for fucking nothing, and you know I can. I know. You know I can. I, I've made no six feet. I've made six films now. Five of them features. I can do it. Give it to me. Sorry. <laughs> no, man, dude. I'm with you. Slash I, I, and rant. Anyway. <laughs> so maybe one day that. we'll get there. So let's talk. Yeah, maybe we should talk about Star Trek. Yeah, let's talk about Star Trek. Okay, so <laughs> I, I just want to glance over it. Did you feel that the end of of Lower Decks improved at all for you? No, not at all. No, not even the last episode. No, Mm-mm. in fact, it was I, worse. I'll because I'll tell you what it is. I can't, like right. that and what what the last episode did. Do let's for say me. two minutes go. I mean, I may get a two minutes go. I'm gonna watch sure. it. I will cut you off because we're out of time. But two minutes did go. did give me the ability to crystallize my feelings on the show because okay. of the spoiler alert people from the actual series showing up. Um, and because and there's the problem I have is there are two shows there. One is an animated show that feels like it belongs in the Star Trek universe and a la the the last the last animated Star Trek series um that I would totally watch where you're not necessarily following the the head crew, the captain, the bridge crew. Did they did you at least smile when they showed um, the picture of Kirk and the Kirk was the was a film yes, star from I, that, that- I did. 
did. I will agree that, that I nice. did. That, that there was, was nice. no way to not smile at that. Um, but so I feel like there's that, and I and I'm like, man, I like this. I would watch this and be like, cool. And then there's a completely different show that is making fun, like <sighs> the Red Hour. We're not doing the Red Hour anymore, man. I just got a new pitch for. Um, like or the, the, or the TOS joke. You didn't. Yeah, really the TOS joke. The 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 acknowledgement of how we never go back again. Like what the fuck? These things that you and I like as as hardcore you know Trekkies. It's fucking funny, and I would love that. Just not as canon. Like so, that's my beef. It's like I. Why don't you just make both shows? Make the one that has the heart that is Starfleet that it is canon. And then make the one where you just you because you have the licensing, you don't have to make it. You don't have to call it something else. You can use the character names and we can have all of our inside jokes and we can poke fun and have a great time. But it's not canon. That's all. That's it. Like that's and that was absolutely what was solidified for me by that last episode. So 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 let me understand just so I can put it all together. You enjoy chocolate, right? Yes. Yeah. You are. Right. Yeah. Do you enjoy uh, pizza sauce? No. No. Okay. Do you enjoy? I'm trying to think of it. What, what's a what's a do you enjoy Mexican food? Yeah. Depends right. on what it is. But yeah. So if you were having a, a lovely Mexican burrito, I would assume you would not want a Hershey's chocolate bar inside of that. No, burrito. exactly. Mm-hmm. It would ruin both things. For yep. you. All right. Mm-hmm. So for me, just to, to galvanize my thoughts, I ended up liking the show even more at the end. Uh, I felt like it needed a little heart and I felt like it gave it to me. I felt like it didn't. The, the only joke that was actually a bridge too far for me almost was the T.O joke it was a little too winky for me the rest of it i i could go with not even not even the red hour joke or the or the oh the jazz so you know what really i I will say no the the, oh with the jazz i totally i totally liked um the red hour yeah but in reality you know what i could go with everything the only other thing that i hate and i and i will say this and i did hate it um i hate the captain if the captain was different and i think i said this on our last show if the captain was different i could buy almost the entire rest of the show like 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 i could i could totally buy everything happening in the lower decks if the bridge crew was totally different um i could totally be down with almost like pretty much everything that i've seen from the lower decks people if the bridge crew is different and i can i could almost be okay with everything the bridge crew did if the captain was different but she's the worst she is distractingly she's distractingly wrong for a star trek show um and i know i i was the one going hey there have been a lot of shitty star starfleet captains but she's lot. actually not in that episode. That's what I'm saying. In that episode and, and in previous episodes where there's heart and there's stuff like where she and her daughter bond and and like no, those are, those are okay. That, you know what my those, problem is? I so I'll, and, I'll tell you. And this. she's we a are good watching. captain. Like I, those things are great. Those Here's things thing. I th- I the, would be up for seeing. The flawed, over the top, kind of crazy characters that you don't like that are that are in the lower decks those guys i'm totally fine with um the problem is as i feel like the captain is whatever the show needs her to be for the joke this week and she doesn't seem like a character so much as she seems like a comedy mule right who is you know what's a comedy mule it's it's you know when done super well the comedy mule is you know is kyle and not that i did it 
super well. Kyle in, in the Ninjas movies, or for people who haven't seen that, it's um, you know Ezra Bridger in in not Ezra Bridger. That's sorry, that's Ezra Miller uh, as as the Flash in Justice League. You know the one who gets the joke at the end of the scene. Like his that's that's that she is there to set up and knock down jokes and nothing else. I don't get her interiority at all. Where everybody else, I kind of know where. Like if I you were to go, hey, what is Boimler going through? I can go, okay, well this is kind of where where he is. Here's where his neuroses is. But I couldn't do it with the captain. I couldn't tell you where one week and you she's could, crazy. You couldn't do it with any of the other bridge crew, dude. Um, you're right. I couldn't do it. You know, and again, you could. You could. I, I get. Here's the thing. I love it, and yet I totally understand what your beef is. Um, and you know, today we have. You know, we're watching all three Ghost Ghostbusters movies here as a family because they're ghosty movies that we can see. And I was watching the first half of the new Ghostbusters, and it's intolerable. It's an intolerable film for the first half of the film. And we stopped halfway through and we watched the second half tomorrow. Really, the first quarter of the film. There are no characters in the film. In, in, Everybody, which, in which one? In the female Ghostbusters film. Oh. Every single character is just there to tell jokes. And mm-hmm. from the very first moment, the, mo- the movie opens on an old mansion where there's a guy leading around a group of people and giving them a tour of the mansion. And they keep having these cuts where he walks at people into a room and he goes, this room, is, you know, he goes, he goes, goes, this room is this, and there's a joke for this room. And this room over here, and there's a joke. And it's clear that they just walked through the set a bunch of times and let that guy riff and they chose what they thought were the best riffs that he did and then that stopped and then you meet you know you, you meet um uh what's her name christian wiggs character and again it's just like clearly they just let her walk around the set and riff and 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 pull the best stuff that they thought was the best stuff but she doesn't they don't really become a character until um until leslie jones's character shows up and until they actually start fighting ghosts then they sort of become characters but there's a point for the first like 20 minutes of the movie where everybody like there's a there's a whole bit that uh, Melissa McCormick goes through where she's talking about the wonton in her soup. There's just one wonton. There's what? There's not even meat in this wonton. It's a, it, and you're just like, okay, someone handed her this, and she's like, go make wonton soup jokes. And it's just like it is. It's intolerable because they're they're not characters. They're simply they're 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 comedy machines. They're there to spit out jokes. Um, and then finally the movie starts to galvanize, and I finally have characters that have situations that I can kind of care about. Um, and so. I was starting to enjoy it um, about halfway through, and and you know what the movie is? If here's the thing, because I love Chris Hemsworth in this movie because he's so dumb and he's so funny. Chris Hemsworth is clearly the Lewis Tully, the Rick Moranis. He's so dumb; it's ridiculously over the top. This is a movie full of Lewis Tullys. No, the he's, new one. My point is, is he's not playing the same character, but he's you know Tully, Rick Moranis' character is the only character in all of the original Ghostbusters who's not really a human being. He's there to just be jokes. You cut to him, and he's doing and saying something silly, and he's being a comedy mule. And, yeah, and but he, I, but a that's what Rick Moranis kind of always did. But b I I kind of I, I disagree in some respects because I feel like he's just he, he's not completely unbelievable as a human being he he's like clearly he occurs as like clearly on the spectrum and who, who are we like talking about just, uh, Tully no Rick Moranis' character yeah that his Tully yeah um and just doesn't know how to relate to people like he's just awkward yeah but but he also he only has the tax like the party that he's at would never actually happen like it's just a it's it's there for for gag my point is is that the new Ghostbusters is a, is a movie full of those and 
And yeah. the reason that the the reason and Janine is sort of one, especially in the second movie more than the first. Um, but like the reason that that Chris Hemsworth works so well, in addition to him being very talented, and look, they're all very talented. They all did incredible things on Saturday Night Live. I love Kate McKinnon in general, and I loved her the first time I saw the movie. But even this time, it's just like, ugh. Okay, we got it. You're funny. Let's let's be a person, please. The reason that Chris Hemsworth works is that that is what the dumb secretary cutaway should be. You cut away to him making the joke, then you go back to them having sort of the semi comedy drama thing, and then you cut that. That's the way the structure of that should work, right? Like right when the right when the script is getting slow, cut away to the joke guy. He does something dumb, and you cut back to that. And and when the movie gets into its groove, which is right around 30 minutes when they start becoming people, I like him better. I like them better because they're finally finding the rhythm of how that's supposed to work. But like Kristen Wiig's character in the movie should not be funny. Her character is not funny. She's not a charming or funny character. She's the serious character. She's almost the Egon. Where she's, yeah, yeah, she appears like she should be, but she's yeah, not. She, right. she should be. She should be the drama, right? She should be the. Um, she should be the Courtney Cox and Ace Ventura, right? She's. She should be. You know, the, the term is the straight man. She. You know what I mean? She should be the, the the one that all the comedy circulates around her. But it's funny to watch her watch it because she's the serious one. And instead, everyone is just trying to be as funny as they can all the time, and it just it's it's grating. Yeah. And so I feel that way about the captain on on lower decks because i don't feel that she's a person anyway let's talk about what we're here to talk about we have only you know only a few minutes to do this and i want to make sure we spend our time on it because um can, can i just ask you it occurs to it, me watching it you got everything you asked for i got like, everything I, I asked for and i'm able to i had some frustrations but what all i asked for was some new star trek and i dug it no no I no, no, no i mean i think when we were, i remember when we were talking about it and sort of speculating where it was gonna go um you were like, this is what I want. And that that's exactly what they gave. So can I can I modify my statement? All right. This is this is what I want if this is what they're gonna do. Like I clearly I don't want this. I don't want an animated comedy Star Trek show. I want, you know, Star Trek, Cisco. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Like like give me more Picard, but just choose other characters. Um wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about Discovery now? What are we talking about? No, you, you in terms of everything I want, you were talking about lower decks, right? You're we were wrapping up lower decks no we'd already wrapped lower decks we were moving on oh discovery, so i'm sorry I misunderstood yes what did you think of the first episode of discovery just just that's what i was just of- saying when i was watching it as i was watching it what occurred to me almost immediately was you got exactly what you wanted like you got exactly the show that you wanted like it, I it did. was ex- like you said when we were sort of talking about where do we think they might go what would we like to see and i think i agreed with you in the sense i got of like, much more than i wanted i actually got my- yeah first but all, like you ask- got you got exactly what you said you you were like what i want is this i want so far in the future federation in shambles all this you know like this is what i want and i was you know where i i was more we're we're having a cell phone delay between us so I, i i let me let me back up for a second and say this for you um, we just let the whole world know that we're not in the same room. Of course we're not. There's a virus. Um, let me just ask you this. Credits roll at the end of the show. And you say, man, that was... Go. Well, I'm somewhat torn. Okay. Uh, I, like, there's no way to, I think, I think there's no way to talk about Star Trek uh, any, and certainly any new serious Star Trek without uh, acknowledging and talking about the world and politics. And things. So, sure. sorry. We like, do our best to be apolitical. And look, it's six days do, before the election. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a fucking... Politi- it, it is at its heart the whole purpose of it is to be a political show like that's why Roddenberry wanted a, a black you know rep, you know woman um on the bridge, on the bridge yeah that's you know okay. that's why like like it was always like 
like that that episode of the you know the race that's one side is you know sure. black and white and the other one is white and black or whatever like just it is it is obviously always been meant to be a social commentary on and and to make us have conversations to have open dialogue and to examine our own biases and bullshit and to as a species evolve that has so before always... we before we jump into how the discovery does that i have to know because you didn't answer my question i just want to know well, so because what i'm saying is so, so I, let me the, just ask you this quick before you say anything because I, I i will die if i don't know the answer to this before we start and then i i won't even argue with you depending on if we disagree was it thumbs up or thumbs down i guess i mean thumb sideways sideways okay that's really interesting to hear now now i want to hear everything that you have to say but at least dear god we're not where we were the week before so i'll take i'll t- i'll take a thumb sideways right up the ass that's fun <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, like, fight with you and fight with you after every week going, oh man, I love Lower Decks. It's so good. And you're going, it sucks balls. It's nice. I I will, I will take a sideways ride. It's like, it's like when you, it's like when like your, your ex-girlfriend won't talk to you at all. And, and finally you pass each other. And of course we're in high school. This is the time I had an ex-girlfriend. And you finally in the hall and she's like, hey, Justin, how are you? And you're like, hey, hey, it's like, we're not back together, but it's a thumb sideways. I'll take it. So, okay. Yeah. Explain to me your sideways and explain to me how that plays into where we are right now as a society. Well, so because I believe it is, it, it occurs to me as absolute, like the the things I liked about it, without question, without caveat, was just going ahead and going way into the future. That's something I have been wanting, I, I think that when we were speculating, we both agreed on at the time. One or two technologies that really that, the, that the we That we really cool. wanted, that I was like, I just, I know that we have better tech now and that you are currently, based on where you're putting this you are hemmed in in a number of ways you're hemmed in in what you're able to do with your technology you are hemmed in in you know in, in what you're able to do with your special effects and you're hemmed in by uh aliens relationship stories in canon in general you are there are a lot of pitfalls and it's a lot to navigate i think i would just be happier like i just agreed with you on that i was like i would just be happier that they are finally out of any star trek we have ever seen way 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 far future because then you are free to do whatever the fuck you want go for it yeah the fact they started with that cool new technology of the like the stuff that forms pretty much anything anytime you want it all the time like I had my first, oh, wow, that's cool, Star Trek moment that I've had maybe since the holodeck in 1987. Like, everything else just... Well, just, and, or, what's, or, and what's so interesting about it is it re- what it really reminded me of, um, and this is where I think, this is what this is why it's one of the things I like about it, um, being able to explore these, these new ideas of, because, like, we've talked about this a lot, like, the stuff that you see on Star Trek, like, from TOS um, and even Next Gen, a lot of that stuff drove people who you know were into engineering and technology and that sort of stuff that they tend to be the sort of people who watch star trek and they were chasing a yeah let's make that happen you know what i mean and so we like there are a lot of things we have that it's like we technologically have them because somebody thought that shit up as a wouldn't it be cool if this was a thing in star trek and somebody chased it and made it happen and so what 
what I saw here is that is basically like a, a 3D printer on steroids. Like it's yeah. definitely like I see that that same potential of all right, we have this is a cool thing that we have that we know about. And it's like wow, that's really neat. Uh, you can like 3D print a thing. Uh, so give like, it, give put it, it in the give- th- and then and now, but now you've got this other thing that it's just like a, a, a simple tool like that looks like basically like a 3D like one of those 3D printing pens, which I think are already like what? Uh, but it can make anything. It's like yes, that's exactly the kind of innovative. Like, that's the kind of thing I want to see because then that's the sort of shit we strive for. Um, and that's so a given good that thing. given that we have just about 10 minutes to cover both of our opinions on both episodes of this show what so that's the good so that's that's i mean there's there's a lot of good but i'll I'll hit the other good let me defend the other good i want to hear i want to hear the 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 stuff that was maybe yeah i won't i won't say this is bad like it's not that i believe it is bad uh it's that it hurts my it's that it hurts my heart and 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 i don't like seeing it but given the current state just the 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 federation like being in tatters and being gone um i think they do a really great job in the very beginning of of showing you god we didn't even see this like spoiler alerts all over the place uh for the first two episodes of discovery uh like they do a really good job where i they set you up and you have no idea that that's the case because of that like the very first thing you see is this starfleet guy and it's all this new tech and you're like cool all the new shit that we're gonna get to technologically see in the way 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 future and then when you kind of find out that there is no federation and and it's fallen apart and it's like, wait, what? And then it, it's, it's it's become pretty clear that the trajectory for this show is that they are going to help rebuild the dream of the Federation. Uh, I I th- I do believe that's the Star Trek we need right now because we are in a place where we have. Uh, as the United States of America, as we as we sort of thought of it in our hearts, I think uh, it it isn't anymore so much, and that what we should be striving to do is repair it, is bring back what beautiful you know, and that's what I feel like the show is absolutely intending that purpose of it, and that is, and like, that it, is very like, Star Trek. It's like we've been trying so, so like it's like we need to make America good again. Yeah, you know, you know, so 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 much emphasis on are we gonna be great we gotta be good yeah we gotta be the good guys yes and i think that they they have done a really fantastic job of not giving us a lot of information we don't really know what happened um it seems like they will go into that uh it'll be interesting to see what they come up with for that um i mean other than the reference to the burn and they don't know why uh so it'll be very interesting to see it's like that's obviously this tipping point this this event uh and that they and that the federation struggled to stay together and then just couldn't right and now there are a few believers and i kind of i kind of feel like that's true right like i, I feel like that's sort of representative of america right now uh so how in the, the world, world this is a thumb sideways um, other than that other than it, that it was we, painful, a painful that truth that's that's yeah. the sideways right it's the so your, your no, issue is I, not with the show itself it's a bit just that it made you feel unpleasant but the show was nothing like all right so i, I i'm gonna jump in yes I'm yes it was definitely my my upset was like but no the federate the federation is the like it's aspirations that would no this is no oh so uh, yeah. yeah that's where my sort 
sort of sidewaysness comes from. It's it's so, definitely so an me, emotional me, thing, not a the said. show is fucking up. Yeah, let me say let me say what I said what I said when the, when the sh- credits ended. And this is going to be a bold statement. Um, I think this was I think the first episode is in the top ten Star Trek episodes ever made. I think it was beautiful, hilarious. Her her the, the, her drug stuff was really funny. Yeah, like, like legitimately funny. Um, scary and ultimately as it should be unbelievably hopeful. Um, I, yeah, I, like I if you I were not moved that that at the very end, only, like I couldn't believe that then. it was only like forty eight minutes because I just felt like I'd been on like such an emotional and, journey. Yeah, and it's action packed and has cool tech. Yeah, so that was the effect, I guess that was the other half part of my sideways was that it was a li- the first episode in particular less so I felt the second, but the first there it feels like it felt a little more Star Warsian at times. Only at the Star beginning, Trek-y. you know what it felt? It felt like season one and two of Discovery in, and then they are and, I'm and not there I'm and it was and two. the little and I these love little season moments, two of Discovery, but this is and this these was, little moments of of what I are clearly like Firefly jabs um, or sure. nods. I was like, oh, he's gonna love that. That's gonna resonate. I, I didn't see it as nods so much. What I did see um, was, you know, I've I've always been of the opinion that that every Trek show, even even Voyager, though that lasted a little bit longer, finds and, and Enterprise too. They all get better in season three. And sometimes it's a reboot, right? Enterprise was a <laughs> reboot. That's when the Zindi showed up. Uh, Voyager was a reboot when Seven showed up, but that wasn't until season four. Um, you know, they, they and, and I did it. like the reference to the temporal wars. Yeah, that, yeah. It's it's you you have a a show finding out what it should be and this was it was a beautiful piece the first episode was i i sat there tears in my eyes heart in my throat couldn't believe how good it was to the point where i wanted to call everybody who had given up on discovery and go guys listen you have to it's so good and then the second episode not as good as the one before um what's really interesting is i actually kind of feel the reverse well here's the thing because i feel like the second one reinforces power of hope and the federation but it's and not it a, so, does, so look. and it does the antithesis. I feel of what happened on Voyager, where they tried to keep their ideals, and I never felt. I'm, you know me. I'm, I like, I like, I like like the Punisher and vengeance and and that kind of stuff. But this is um, Starfleet, and we don't do that. Correct. There was a great um, line. The great line like, the Saru said to to Tilly, which I loved, which is which is which was I I would never ask a member of my crew to not feel fear, but I'm going to have to ask you to contain it now. Can you do that? Was yeah. Saru stunning. has like really really come into his own. Yeah. In and yet he's so still many not quite sure of himself. Like when he's finally faced with with Giorgio, you can tell that he's inexperienced. You can tell that like he's he is a ball of ideals, but is is without the experience. I mean, it's 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 so. And but me saying that it is not as good does not mean that it's lesser. I mean, for goodness sake, Family came right after Best of Both Worlds on Next Gen, and Family is a wonderful episode. Is it as good as Best of Both Worlds? No, Best of Both Worlds is consistently listed on the hundred best television episodes ever produced in the history of television. Is it as good as that? No, but it. It's really good, and that's I just I felt like it really it captured that. It, it 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 I didn't feel the quality drop at all, and I felt I felt the quality went up because of, there were there were a number of things. Uh, when Tilly's like, "Why would you bring me?" Like I, he's like, "Because this will be these people's first like contact with the Federation, and I think you are the best representation." I mean, look, it's, and I it's, thought that was beautiful. 
And I thought that, and you know me, like, because Giorgio, like, if they weren't Starfleet, Giorgio's the one you take. I she's, think it's so important that she's on here to provide. I do too. I yes. think that she's on here to provide the alternative easy choice. You know, yes. She is there, she's there to go, look, we could rule. Well, here's the thing, and not even just the easy choice, but like the choice that, a survival choice that absolutely makes sense. Like, they're do like, like there is a definite, and, and that plays out, and that's why I think to me this episode was better than the first one, because you see, you're seeing that play out where they're for, they're faced with this situation, right? And it's, and it, and it, they have two ways they can go about it. And Saru makes a very, fundamentally, we are Starfleet. This is how Starfleet does. So that's what we're gonna fucking do, okay? And up until, like, the end, so to speak, he's that way. And Giorgio isn't even saying, like, we could just rule the world. Like, she does say that, but, like, she's, she's like, you are being naive. You are being ridiculous because our survival is at stake here and your little fluffy hope and federation bullshit is going to get us killed. And I, I, that's what I think is, is so great about her, that it isn't a question of what's uh, of power. Like we could be powerful. It's like you are your hope and the way you're looking at things and you coming at this with love and open arms and shit is dangerous. Yeah, we no, need I, to be I, on the offensive, and she's and you can understand where she's coming from. Like she's not all wrong, and he's no, not no, no, no. all she, right, and that's why it's perfect. Yeah, no, I it's look, I I I want to say again, I I still hold that the the second episode is great, 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 great. It's just that the first was so transcendent for me. The the end, especially the end of the first, where they were like, you know, oh, God, like yeah. like I and 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 the other thing I guess that made the first so good is how varied the first was. The second was really sort of a bottle a, a bottle show has almost sort of reminded me of um the hateful eight you know just sort of everybody stuck in a room and and what's everyone going to do um which is also wonderful to say nothing of the incredible crash sequence which was also great um but the oh and the fight some... sequence too was so uh every time there i was... see Giorgio fight it makes me so happy there was something about the fact that the first one swung for the like swung swung for the rafters in in every single aspect like they made if they had done it wrong her drug scene would have been too funny and it would have wrecked the show if they done it wrong at the end it would have been too corny and it would have wrecked the show if they like it was they they were yeah they there were a lot of things they managed to to walk the line perfectly they went for it they went for it every single time whole hog and they and it worked to the point where i got to the end and like i just i was just i was blown away i was like i i don't remember star trek ever being this good consistently not the original series not next gen not even my beloved ds9 i don't remember it ever being just like boom we are just hitting you constantly with like the, those the, those dopamine releases in my brain just going oh you know and then to follow <laughs> it up with another great just bam just like just like fuck you we know what we're doing now we know what we're doing and it it, it just struck me at, at, at how you know <sighs> How do I put this? The original series in Next Gen, and to a lesser extent, DS9, are the big three. And they are considered to be the good Star Trek. And then Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, even for some people, Picard, although Discovery and Picard are sort of different, are the lesser Star Trek, right? They're the afterthought. Like, oh, they're still doing it. Isn't that cute? Um, I thought <laughs> I thought Picard was wonderful, wonderful, brilliantly wonderful, and so different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was incredible, but I feel like outside of the original episode and the fact that they were doing it, it didn't get a lot of press. I didn't see 
see a lot of people jumping on it. And it's still part of it. This is, and, and it also leaned on your love for those characters. This like this show knows, mm-hmm. say, you know what? You might not care about Michael by season three. You might not care about Saru. You, maybe they didn't grab you. But the show grabs you now and says, we're not giving up on you, audience. We're pulling you with us and we're going to just give you the best fucking show we can. And it reminds me of what they did on DS9 when DS9 finally stopped trying to be next gen and just like it started swinging for the right. So it just, I, I am, I am stunned. I, I can't believe that there's a possibility that we're about to get, you know, eight more episodes of this quality Star Trek in a row, which will make it, if if it's all like this, the best season of Star Trek ever produced, if they're all this good. Sure, and but in fairness, it's also significantly less episodes. Sure, but fine, but fine. I'm, I, I, my, my, I'm just saying, like, it's... If you're gonna play that game, I feel like you. Would if have I'm gonna to if I'm gonna the, play that game, then only the, the, the if I'm gonna play that game, then only the original series, or maybe DS9 in the throes of the Dominion War, where it's all like it's like all one big episode, so they're all good because they just decided it's just one big ten part episode. You know what I mean? Only the original series where they would go like great episode, good episode, great episode, good episode, kind of corny, great, good, great, good. Only the original series would kind of go. I can't believe they just did like six episodes and four of them were just historic you know yeah. only the original series was ever able to do that next gen would have like four or five really good ones among a bunch of like you know we went to a fam- planet and we found people there that nobody ever found before you know like, like it's 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 like they would have like ones where they really 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 were good but it was like four or five a season and then ds9 did have a run right around season five i'm thinking about like when the cardassians took over the station like right around there where it was just like great 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 um but that was you know that was only that way because it was playing off of four seat you know what i mean it was like mm-hmm. it's like watching like watching the, it's like watching the last 40 minutes of endgame of course it's great because it, it's it's fr- you haven't seen the last 40 minutes of endgame have you no all right well it's great and the reason that it's great is because it's got 20 movies before it and it's just like here, yeah let's pay off those there. 20 movies then that's what ds9 was able to do this has none of that this has none Agreed. of that this is just like on our own if it's this quality through the entire season this is no longer a lesser Star Trek. This is. I don't think so. Yeah. This is this this is now. Dare I say it? I mean, I know DS9 is my favorite. It'll be hard to supplant it. This is better than DS9. Um, and it's now competing with Next Gen and original series for the best Star Trek. And after all these years, and after how much it was iffy on first season, it is an astounding turn. It is. Yeah. Am, this season, am... and, and to some extent, I almost feel like, at least given these first two episodes, you don't even need to have watched what seasons one and two frankly um um i was thinking of showing it to my kid um and and i think that i could start like the last three episodes of last season which because it has some cool enterprise stuff too and spock and you know that's fun and that's a good jumping in point and just go here's just so you can kind of know the character i don't think that it works as well if you have no idea who michael is i don't think i think the second episode certainly doesn't work as well if you have no idea who stamets is and his relation you know you know what i mean like you need to understand who these people are to understand Uh, why yes and no but honestly i think that that it because of the nature of where they are and particularly the way things like that may be more true for the second episode than the first but i think the first stands on its own because you the first basically yes if from the perspective of the guy i'm not gonna use the name but uh book i'm just saying his name's book for crazy i'm just there's definitely firefly stuff out um yeah you know i thought he took the name from ninjas versus zombies but that's just me (laughs) um um but my point is 
you are you can um consume it so to speak and, and from his perspective yeah and that's the second why episode, not so you're much. not the second lost episode, you, you have to know who the people are in the second one though you have to know why tilly when he goes because you're the best starfleet has to offer you need to know why that is you know when stamets is when everyone's worried about stamets you you kind of need to know why that is um the fact that saru is inexperienced you kind of need to know why that is um so I, I i do think that you could jump on the last maybe two episodes of last season you don't need to need to i'm sure that anybody could jump on at that point and i think that's deliberate i think that's on purpose to i do too i because it's it's because it is definitely like all it tells you all you need to know i think that's the point i'm making like i don't know that you need they have earned it and so it's there the term we're looking for is soft reboot that's the term we're looking for this is soft reboot but of the show it's definitely like all right we have these characters and now we have them in a place completely different than they have ever been and we're basically Connor, i love you no um you you basically are going all you need to know is they managed to time travel into the future to save life as we know it sit so that's that's our review of of the first you know? of discovery <laughs> there's so much coming there's so incredibly much coming next time we will be talking about the next episode of discovery and the and the new season of mandalorian it's starting off i'm certain that we will be talking about the election um i will make sure this Ooh. is up before halloween so the two things that i'm going to ask you to do um is one because we're right before halloween for goodness sake ninjas versus zombies and vampires are on amazon prime and you can watch ninjas versus monsters on voodoo it's halloween guys it's zombies vampires dracula totally the time yeah 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 come on it's the best time and and then i'm gonna say this november 3rd if you haven't done it go vote vote go make your voice heard do it however you gotta even if you're voting for even if you're voting for the the guy that we don't want vote that's your right exercise your right i want you to do it i want your power like go and do it it is not just your right it's your responsibility it's your it's civic, your civic duty. It's, yeah it's your civic duty and, like and i will be i will be doing do it. it and i will let you know it, it is going to be you know for us and my situation it is going to be exceedingly difficult if you have a mail-in i am doing if you have a if you have a, like, have a mail-in it. ballot stick it in a, a ballot drop box if you can get one if not just carry it to wherever your local board of elections is don't let yourself be discouraged because don't let yourself be discouraged because like if you're in texas and there's just one drop box is 100 miles away like call your local board of elections and say hey i've got this mail-in ballot and i don't necessarily want to send in the post post system because i don't know how it's going to go like 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 say say where do i go what do i do they will help you they will tell you where to go if, if you must send it in by mail then do it now do it right now today don't wait till the day of don't wait do, get 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 it out do it make sure your voice is heard make and that they, sure and that your it's voice counted and they can't is, take it away from you. no matter matter who it is that you want democrat republican yep. if you're if you're wearing a, a, a red hat if you're not whatever it is get your voice heard because that is that is ultimately sink or swim rise or fall that's what it's going to come down to is just we are you know we are people we the people so we need to be we the people so whoever you are whatever you believe whatever you want to have happen go out and vote yeah and those, i mean and 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 i, and I would encourage you to to actually consume information that's it's go out you know ask your friends ask your family um watch a new try, channel try to have open discussions about the shit like let's stop all of us let's all of us stop being so divisive all the time we are the united states of america let's, uh, let's like starfleet. have let's be starfleet let's 
have the conversations and not just like how many times do do they get anywhere? It does happen. But how many times do they get anywhere when it just evolves into everybody like throwing their hands up, yelling their own shit and like, you know, stalking off like that doesn't do anything. Have good, meaningful conversations. Learn. Be open to to points of view you might not have been before on both sides. Everybody, all people like and and try to come and then use that and use your critical thinking to come to a decision about what you think is right. Um, for do it fast, you and do everyone. it fast, but do it fast. Yeah, do it now. Yeah, do Get it, it tomorrow. Done. Do it right now. Like, like right now. Go right now if you can. If it's daytime, go. Um, and then come back and listen to us next week as we as we delve into Star Trek and Star Wars. We get huge Star Trek and Star Wars. Come, I can't believe it. I just can't. Like yeah, we say, twenty twenty right. sucks. You know what? In twenty twenty, there are some got, rays of light. <laughs> in twenty twenty, we got three Star Trek series, a Star Wars series. Come on, guys. Yeah, come it's on. so hard like, to forget. I mean, it's it's, like, so, it's so easy to forget with all the other shit. There's um, good stuff. But yeah, out you're there. right. There is some good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Not my all name is Justin. Bad. And my name's Alex. Wreck off. Wreck off, bitches. Love ya. Mwah. Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.